0: So
1: in her immortal <laughs> enemy. <borderline. Yeah. laughs> there's the photograph. The Are we ready to start,
0: guys? I don't know, you're giggling. Just uh-huh. recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh <my> <laughs> <sighs> uh-huh. Jesus, I'm not Bye. No, no,
2: nope,
0: nope, food time.
2: No, nope, water time. <laughs> she's, she's exhausted herself and she needs hydration. <laughs> Well, that's good. <laughs> I guess it's Candy Coated Razor Blade. Uh, blade. La, la. Blades. Oh, yeah, that's a great
0: start. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Marvelous. <laughs> it's Candy Coated Razor Blades. I'm your host, Bob, and I don't lick ghost dog butts. It's the thing. <laughs> Here are my co hosts, RC and Andy. Please introduce
0: yourselves. I've lost my mind today. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm RC, and I'm both the fat friend and the gay brother. <laughs>
3: And I'm Andy, and uh, one time I sat on a homeless guy's face in the bathroom. I didn't get magical power. Ah,
2: ah! Fuck. We are talking about paranormal today, because we have not done anything kid-related, ever. <laughs> Mostly because horror movies for kids suck.
0: I think this you mean be kid-friendly, because we've yeah, done plenty of things that are kid-related. We have done, okay. Yes, yeah. kid-friendly. There we go.
2: Words are a thing. <laughs> this movie, though, it's actually really fucking good. You know, when we're talking I about horror that is made for kids, a lot of times it's it's just bad. I mean, Gremlins, amazing. Um, when you're talking about, like, The Gate. Yeah.
3: Okay. The Gate is always my go-to. Anytime yeah. somebody's like, well, I need a horror movie that I can show my kids. I'm like, that's your that's your one. That's it.
2: Yeah. 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 If you're talking, like, okay. straight-up horror movie to show your kids The Gate. There I mean, yeah. And Gremlins is
3: good, too. And there is the Monster Squad as well. That's always fun. But really, yeah. like, in terms of, like, a straight horror movie, like, The Gate is, like is for me, my A1. Right.
0: Everything else is comedy horror. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: I I mean, there's enough of that for people to get through and not be completely just like dead by the end. But you know, when we're talking about kid horror, it is going to be more comedy horror. It's going to be something with a lot more of those breaks so that your children are not just traumatized forever. (laughs) I mean, eh, I want again, for those who are new, Bob watched jaws when he was three and is forever traumatized.
0: I almost yeah. got suspended for reading the novel in third grade. I'm like, why? <laughs> what the hell? It's uh, too a, adult for they you. They told me that I couldn't read it. Like, they they thought that I physically, or mentally, whatever, was mm. incapable of understanding the book. Despite having already seen the movie, so uh, I don't know what the hell. Right. Uh, and wow. B, it had curse words in it.
2: Were you doing a book report on it? No. Then why did it fucking matter to them?
0: I, what do you want from me? I don't know. I still read the book. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm super low key today. I'm, okay. just not,
0: I'm
2: like I'm just gonna be. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. We're all good. So Paranorman, 2012, uh, directed by Sam Fell and Chris Butler. uh It's Leica Studios, by the way. Leica Studios yeah. is behind Caroline, The Box Trolls, and Kubo so, and the Two Strings. Coraline. That
3: makes sense. Not Caroline. Cor- did I say Coraline. Caroline? I'm sorry.
2: Caroline. Coraline. Yeah. Which is actually is an issue in the movie. <clears throat> No, it it's not Caroline. It's Coraline. Oh. So anyway.
3: I think it I, is in the book, too. I yes. hadn't actually seen Coraline.
2: Really? You would
0: probably really You really would. It. I've, it's actually I've seen
3: cool. little bits and bobs of it. My roommate used to watch it a lot. And so every, on balance, like, about one out of every 50 times that I would walk into the living room, there would be, they might be giants blaring out of my TV. Something's up making up a song about Coraline or whatever. Yay. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what that is, but like Like John Linnell's voice is coming at me and I don't know what's going
0: on.
2: I mean, Coraline is
0: Neil Gaiman. I love that scene. Right. It's amazing.
3: So like, I've I've never actually seen the scene, but I have obviously heard the song well enough to remember something about
0: it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's Neil Gaiman. It's a little different from the book, but it's not that much different. It's really actually
0: a good movie. I enjoy Coraline. I'm sure. I
2: like to, I mean, I like Leica's
3: work. Um, Their stop motion animation. They're doing it really nicely. They are.
0: Um, Kubo is incredible.
3: Oh,
2: my God, Kubo.
0: Yeah. And this movie looks gorgeous. You want to get emotionally destroyed. Watch Kubo on the two strings. Yeah, yeah,
3: I still have not seen Kubo either.
0: Yeah. You want Uh, to get emotionally destroyed. (laughs) Watch Kubo on the two strings. Okay. I mean,
2: he said it twice, so it's got to be true. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, um, starring Cody Smith McPhee, uh, The Road, Let Me In. Uh, so he, he has a little bit of horror chops to him. He ended up playing he was Nightcrawler in one of the recent Night, X-Men. Nightcrawler in X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tucker Albreze, I Am Number 4 and Monster Trucks. I really liked <laughs> I Am Number 4. It was <laughs> not good, but I liked it. Well, you know, I, I didn't really get... I mean, I watched it, but I didn't pay attention to it. Uh, Casey Affleck, Ben Affleck's little brother from Oceans 11, 12, 13, Soul Survivors, and the Oscar-winning Manchester by the Sea. Yeah. Uh, Anna Kendrick from the Pitch Perfect movies, yeah, Camp yeah. and Into the Woods. Uh, Christopher mintz Plass from Superbad her. and Kick Ass. I know. Yeah,
3: I'm sure he is a perfectly nice guy. Yeah, his voice <laughs> makes me want to punch it. Like yeah. I don't want to punch him. I want to punch his voice.
2: Yeah, mm. yeah. He has one of those yeah, irritating like nerd hordes, voices. Really, and he was
3: like, he was a lot of what I hated about Kick Ass. Not all of what <laughs> I hated about Kick Ass. I mean, he, he was, was a the villain. In- yes, but <laughs> there is there's someone you love to hate. And then there's like the Edward Norton. And, yeah. Like you just
2: like get away from me. <sighs> yeah. um, Leslie Mann <laughs> from Knocked Up and Funny People. Uh, the reason she really has a career is because she's uh, married to Judd Apatow. Mm. Um, Jeff Garland from Curb Your Enthusiasm and Arrested Development.
3: That's a little reductive.
2: <laughs> um elaine stritch uh mainly known from broadway but she is in uh who killed teddy bear and cocoon the return i know uh alex borstein i think i saw cocoon the return i know
3: uh, i
0: don't think i have it was I, on
3: cable and i was yeah young and no bored. i'm going to go like go
0: my it. you yeah. don't know you don't want to you don't need it's to.
2: not good no it's horrible no i mean the first cocoon is bad enough no the first cocoon is cocoon okay I mean, it wasn't something that you know, grabbed my attention when I was 12. I'll it put it this out.
3: way. The, the only things that I really remember from Cocoon is uh, seeing Wilford Brimley with his shirt off and that <laughs> one Michael Cimbello song. Because that was apparently like yeah. his whole career after Flashdance was Pretty just much. having a song on the soundtrack to movies.
2: Flashdance. Because oh, he had one. Maniac. Yeah, maniac.
3: He had one. <laughs> he had one. on. He had one. <clears throat> he had a song appear in Gremlins.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: Actually, when they were making the bad Flashdance joke. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he had a movie. He had one in Cocoon too. He didn't have mm-hmm. one in this movie, though.
2: No, he did not. Um, he should have. Uh, Alex Borstein. Uh, people mostly know her as Lois on Family Guy, but she was also in Catwoman, and she's in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel.
1: Mm. Um, um, I, Mad TV.
2: Catwoman?
3: Huh? Mad TV. Oh, yeah. no. I was actually going back <clears throat> to The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel because I love it. It's really good.
2: I was mm. trying to, I, I'm was i trying to remember who she might have been. I like Alex Borstein. Maybe I don't know because I haven't seen Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, so I don't know. You should. I'm Which, gonna, which Catwoman? The Halle Berry one. Okay. <laughs> she was the office friend. Mm. She was the one like, Oh no, I've been affected by the magic makeup. That is the closest we will get to having fucking Clayface on film, by the way. And that hurts me. <laughs> Clayface is an amazing fucking villain.
0: Oh
3: shit. She actually just won the fucking. Yeah, she got an Emmy for it for Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. She's yeah. like actually one of the Yeah. She's a uh, midge Maisel's like agent. She's yeah. hilarious actually in the show.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, if you really want a good image of her, though, and, and it, although it's really bad and problematic, Mrs. Swan mm. from Mad TV. Mm. Yeah. So. Uh,
3: yes. marvelous Mrs. Maisel is uh, lives up to its name. It's well, you know who it is, right? No. It's Amy Sherman-Palladino, Gilmore
2: Girls. Oh yeah, that's okay because I didn't watch Gilmore Girls. So. <sighs> I'm a horrible gay. Okay? Really? <laughs> I'm a horrible gay. I didn't either. Jesus Christ!
3: What is wrong with you people?
0: Says so like the is one at the table for right. once. Seriously.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you're in deep shit. If I've got like, the, if I have the gay cred, you're fucked.
2: <laughs> I did, however, binge watch Sabrina. So yeah. I have points.
0: I've watched it twice.
2: <laughs> Me too. No, you haven't. That was a reference. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, John Goodman. Come on, kids. It's John Goodman. You know who John Goodman is. Um, um
0: the reason I'm into bears.
2: Pretty much. Yeah, And Jodell mm-hmm. Furland, the creepiest Silent of the Hill. creepy girls from Silent Hill, yeah. Cabin in the Woods.
0: That's uh, right. Yeah. She was a, a,
3: a zombie cannibal girl. She
2: was. She was zombie cannibal girl. Her her entire career is basically being stringy haired goth girl. Um, entire career.
3: Well, except for Tideland. I don't think she was a goth girl in Tideland.
2: Tideland she, I mean, she could have been, but she was only, what, 12, 11 at She's the time? The same age that she was in Silent Hill, pretty much. Yeah, because it was made around the same year. But yeah, oh. stringy haired, you know, horror movie girl. That's going to be her entire career. And like Daniel, um, Daniel Harris, which is fine. Please be a scream queen your entire career. You're a working actor. Go for it. Oh, she's actually a little old to be
3: like stringy haired little girl now. She's well, like now, 26. But,
2: yeah, but she's still going to be stringy haired goth grown up now.
3: Actually, from what I've seen, like I've seen like more current photos of her. Her hair is not even
2: stringy. She's well, good. Just- she learned she learned the power of a brush.
3: Yeah, she's it's, it's styled nicely, and she's had sandwiches. She looks nice. Oh, good. She's
1: had sandwiches. She's
3: not, No, I mean, okay, she's not like. She's not like. She's not stringy. She's just a very lovely.
2: Nor- I 100% knew what
0: woman. you meant. I just yeah. thought it was a funny way to say
2: it.
3: Yeah. It really probably was not the way to, to
2: say it. <laughs> I, I still expect her to marry fucking uh, <clears throat> names. Um, Marilyn Manson. Great story. Oh, i God, know No. 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 I expect her. Much like you know Rose McGowan and um, that one burlesque dancer that I love, whose name I cannot recall at the moment. I just expect her to marry Marilyn Manson. I know it's horrible. I'm the worst. Yeah, I just need. I don't need it to happen. In fact, I've warned her against it in the blog. I'm just like, don't marry Marilyn Manson. It will not help your career. (laughs) (laughs) I
3: don't know that at this point. Anybody needs your advice to not marry
2: Marilyn Manson. No i'm pretty sure they've learned that on their own i think
3: at this point they like like meet him you look at him and you're like your name's brian isn't it yes it is yeah you look like a brian (laughs) don't marry marilyn manson kids
2: anyway notable though middle-aged brian with contacts (laughs) but a notable cast member who didn't have a big part but it's kind of cool um Anyone who watched the Cosby show has been wondering what happened to Tempest Bledsoe since her teenage years. And she played the sheriff. So good for her. I missed her. She was, cool. I guess
3: it's a little, a little disconcerting because really like the whole time that was going on with the sheriff. I'm like, sounds kind of like your stereotypical Wanda Sykes role, but they didn't yeah. get Wanda Sykes for it. Yeah. So I guess yeah. Tempest Bledsoe gets to be. <laughs> Hi, my name is great value.
0: Wanda Sykes. and I'll be.
3: <laughs> <that's okay. laughs> Hi, I'm Tempest, and I'll be your Wanda Sykes this evening.
2: (laughs) Oh, but I missed her. She was so great on The Cosby Show. Her and Lisa Bonet. Those two, they Mm. just made that show for me. I love that show. Just for those two. Everyone else could go. Oh, and Felicia Rashad. Everyone else could go away. Rudy, I didn't need. Moving
0: on.
3: I think uh, think, uh, in a historical sense, most of them did.
2: They did. I like, mean, Lisa Bonet kind of had to. This got up. This got Bill. awkward. Anyway, this got so really awkward. It did. So kids,
0: we're going to go through the
2: pot now. I said pot, not plot. I'm actually out of weed.
0: So anyway, plot. <laughs> Are you soliciting our listeners?
2: I am not. I am not soliciting our listeners. But in Blythe Hollow, Massachusetts, a town that is obsessed with witches, but only for tourism purposes. Eleven-year-old Norman Babcock speaks to the dead. Not in any kind of spooky seance-y way. He just chats, uh, makes small talk, Make sure they're okay because he's cool like that. The uh, thing is, no one believes him at all. Um, the movie begins with Norman watching a horror movie with his grandmother, who thinks it's just silly and asks him to have his father turn asks him to have his father turn up the heat. His father berates him for that because grandma is dead. Uh, his mom just thinks it's part of standard grieving behavior after his grandma passed away. His sistered sistered. His sister is your standard I-hate-my-little-brother kind of gal, uh, and his only friend, a friend he makes in this movie, uh, is Neil, the stock-bullied fat kid, who forces his way into Norman's life with the power of, Fuck, I have no friends in this movie, can't exist without a sidekick who believes me.
0: Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, a sad little fat kid just wanted to talk to his dog. He did, he <laughs> wanted to
2: talk to his dog, It was so cute. Um... What's yeah, th- yeah
3: uh, i so- like it. i actually kind of really enjoyed the scene where his parents were just berating the shit out of him not because it was funny to watch his parents berating him because like that's not really funny but like yeah. the fact that it is literally coming from two, oh, the two bellies two large stomachs right framing him in the shot and he's just sitting there kind of like looking from stomach to stomach right. as they are <laughs> arguing about him um oh, that was God. really entertaining
0: so I will say that the phrase "limp wristed hippie bullshit" mm, said.
2: Uh, yeah, it they,
0: was. They didn't
3: say bullshit,
2: did they? Well, not bullshit. No, but limp wristed hippie. I think it was crap. crap yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. You can't say bullshit in a PG thir- in you a PG. But well, you can actually. But they.
0: Yeah, I think they you win. get like one. Yeah, and that is yeah. not a good one. Yeah, yeah. That is you not. can't
3: actually. I think even in like an animated kids movie, I don't even know if you can get a shit in a PG anymore. Was they PG?
2: try not to, but they will occasionally use one. What okay. was this rated? Uh, this PG. was rated PG. Oh, yeah. So, but it was, uh, but the PG was mostly for content, not right. language. There yeah. was no language. Yeah, it was. For, it was because scary content. So, um, after a rehearsal of the school play about the town's history with witches, duh, and so, st- uh, and during which Norman has a partial vision of the town kind of burning, he and Neil get ambushed by Norman's estranged and deranged uncle, Mister Pendergast, who tells Norman that he's soon going to be responsible for taking on the family ritual of keeping the witch asleep. Norman and Neil are all kinds of nope. Uh, totally funny thing, Prender means turn on, and Gast comes from uh, like an old, I'm not sure if it's Gaelic or whatever word. Gast uh, would be German. Which means to frighten. Uh, so the historical last name means start the weird shit, essentially. Um, Prendergast dies soon after this encounter, all comedy-like. So one thing I want to say that I've noticed as of yesterday, I was I, was, I am one day old, one day old since learning this um, while you're watching. Pay attention to people's eyes because the people that can talk to the dead, their eyes are kind of octagonal, whereas everyone else is round.
3: I hmm. did not notice that yeah. either. So interesting
2: thing to notice it was kind of cool it's like oh the people with powers have weird eyes Ooh, spooky Hmm. so all right let's go ahead and stop there (laughs) the beginning of this movie where it's like you you find out that he's got the weird powers and he's kind of like oh I'm just an introverted kid who likes talking with the dead blah blah blah. hey how you doing he actually seems to get along with dead people way
3: better than he gets along with like regular people
2: right because the dead people aren't judging him and guess what the theme of the movie is Mm. don't judge people
0: Can we talk about how unlikely it is that Amelia Earhart was stuck in that tree? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is that going to be a thing? I mean, yeah. I liked it. It made me giggle. That was, that was, yeah, that was. <laughs> and theme. the
2: hippie dude doing his little levitation yoga.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> but like, he's, he's a ghost. You yeah, can just yeah. do that anyway.
3: You right. can levitate when you have no corporeal form. <laughs> yeah. I,
2: I mean, Grandpa and Uncle Prendergast just like have, a, have this problem remaining vertical when they're floating around that they can do it. What's weird, they can't touch physical objects. But when Grandma goes through the bed later in the movie, she pulls that comforter with her. I'm like, was that just to really make sure that you know she's bad at ghosting? Comedy physics. Eh, Yeah, that'll do it. I'm like, Grandma, if you can actually affect physical objects like that, turn the heat down yourself, or up yourself. Go ahead, Grandma. Hit that thermostat.
3: Jesus. Okay, so you're basically not only encouraging her to be a poltergeist. Literally. But you're, you're actually encouraging her to increase the carbon footprint. To be footprint.
1: like, exactly.
2: <laughs> yes. That's she's kind of your Like a degree or two. Just enough so grandma's feet aren't cold. i just saying.
0: <laughs> I don't think she can feel cold. I think, what is it? Just
2: like, sense memory. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. But grandma, yeah. I like grandma.
3: Nah, she's funny. like,
2: so what's happening now?
3: What? Yeah, <laughs> That's not very also, nice. <laughs> she really does give the whole game away. Like she gives the whole game away in that speech at the beginning.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh really?
3: Oh yeah, because like she she gives a speech like he's he's watching a zombie. Okay. Yeah,
0: he's so so watching so zombie.
3: Norman movie. is watching a zombie movie, and I'm mm-hmm. by the way, um, that they did a really really great job recreating that zombie
1: movie. Oh god, like, yeah.
3: the look, the look at the feel of it, the the feature presentation thing in the beginning. The 1970s yeah. feature, yeah. Pre- yeah I, like I mean, that. it's really easy to do, but it looks great and it's nice, and the film grain is, j- is absolutely mm-hmm. darling. And of course, they, I mean, they overplayed like the campiness of it, like yes, this, right. the, that, the actress pushing the mic, the boom mic out of the way and shit. The right. double
0: scream looking back. Yeah. At,
2: looking back at the camera.
0: Going, <laughs> the disinterested
3: curious? double scream. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like so they had,
3: well, they had to, they had to overplay it because I mean, they're telegraphing jokes. Cause it's a kid's movie. Right. But like apart from that, it was really, really funny. And the lighting was just lovely pinks and greens and just, they had they had so much fun doing that you could just tell. Right. Um, so like he, she's asking him about the zombie movie where the zombie is getting ready to eat this chick's brain and like she's like that's not nice. They should just sit down and talk it out. I'm sure they could figure it out. And I'm like oh that's not going to come back to haunt us later in the movie.
2: Right. And it does. Yeah, it totally does. And, yeah. and one thing to consider, remembering the theme of this movie, don't judge people. You get a little bit of. You know, he's told his parents this. They don't like it. They don't believe it. It's very coming out a little bit. Mm.
0: Um, it's just a phase.
2: It's just a phase. It's a grie- part of the grieving process. And, you
0: know, a lot of parents are going
2: to to really kind of cling to that, even when watching this movie, where later on it becomes very obvious that this is kind of the parallel that's being drawn. Um it, your your tiny little whine made me concerned that you were going to say something.
0: Well, I, you know it's been like a running joke for four episodes. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stop looking at me like that. It's funny because,
3: like, <laughs> yeah, at this point, if that noise even escapes me, RC just looks over and starts with this, this little smirk, like, "Oh, it's about to happen again." <laughs> just say it. God damn it! No, I don't. I really have anything to say. <laughs> so, I
2: just all right, but no, it it uh, the beginning is super cute. Because you're going through his day, he stop he stops watching the movie, heads on his way to school. I don't know why he's watching a horror movie before he goes to school, but because you not, I mean, not really. I watched cartoons before school, and then after school was horror movie time. But anyway, yeah, he goes to school. He's got freak written on his locker, yeah, and the other kid, you know, has fatso written on his. So you know, obviously two of a kind there. And then there's the nerd that. Neil hangs with, and she is a minor character later on. Has a little bit of importance. I believe
0: you mean plot device.
2: Yes, plot, exactly. And plot device. she
3: is, she is, I think, the only person of color in this movie. So she is kind of the magical uh, black yeah, girl. Sure. She is a little, oh, I forgot about her. She, yeah. yeah.
2: So yeah, she's the sad. But she is kind of the, magical yeah, black girl. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah.
0: Mm, they tried. I think they. I I did, I did she, like her though because yeah. oh. she. Even like in a, in a kind of fourth wall breaking way. She's like, I know I'm just a plot device. and I'm fucking angry about it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I,
0: I <laughs> this is like bullshit. It. You call me just because you need something in the middle of the night? Just Google it. You're on your phone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little busy. I can't Google it right now. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my God. So during the official performance of the play... Uh, Norman has another vision in which he's chased through the woods by the townsfolk on a witch hunt, which, of course, causes a whole shitload of additional problems like getting grounded, feeling like your dad hates you and refuses to try and understand you, and having to talk with your mom who tries to cover for you. And then him. there's a special counsel that has a Russia investigation. <laughs> oh, wait. Sorry. <laughs> Different movie. Different movie. <laughs> but it's all very unsettling and not unlike the coming out process, kids, because dad's essentially... Yeah, you know, he's saying, you know, it's okay if you do it in front of us, but not in front of the whole world. Uh, and that causes a whole oh. huge thing. Did
0: you have a really different kind of coming <laughs> yes, out than seriously. everybody else? Um, because I feel like my dad would not have said, it's okay to do it here. It would have been, yeah. here's a fist. You're not going to do it anywhere. Um, yes. you,
3: guys I, had, you must have had a very different upbringing from me. My, yeah, no, mine was shitty. Yeah, I didn't it's have that. Mine was, my was coming out Mormon. was
2: not Come that on, great. I mean... Ahead my dad initially had some problems with it and he was kind of weird about he my dad's kind of weird about people making things public anyway um
0: oh yeah i didn't tell my dad until like 2009
2: yeah i mean i came out when i was 15 and but i I also came out three thousand miles from my father so he he handled it oddly um but no there i mean there are parents that'll do that it's like okay fine we accept it here but do you have to tell everyone else do you There was a lot of that.
3: I guess there was that exchange where mom was like, he's not afraid of you. He's afraid for
2: you. And I'm like, oh,
0: bitch, same thing. Yeah, it kind of is.
2: The parallels here are kind of insane. They're just like
0: spot on. I don't know about X-Men level, but. Oh, yeah, not X-Men level. Right. Because we're not talking about like a literal. Yeah. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I mean, there Anology. there are the people around that don't understand him and kind of fear him a little bit and make fun of him and tease him because they're trying to exert their power over that thing that they fear.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um, it, it, it works itself out later in the film, but I, I mean, it's still very much like, hey, dudes, uh, you're judging people and you really don't need to. Yeah, I guess Um,
3: I didn't really take it that way simply because... I mean, I've seen an awful lot of like the computer animated kids movies. Mm -hmm. Um, My man, child X used to drag me to see them all the time. I sat down to watch the movie and the first thing I said was, (laughs) I'm. I'm expecting a kid with a difference who just doesn't fit into the social order, and then there's a calamity that requires just his exact brand of weird to deal with, and then everyone learns a valuable lesson about being yourself and the power of friendship or whatever. And that's pretty much exactly. It what is exactly what the movie <laughs> yeah. is. It so like, really is. It, it it really is. It's kind of a boilerplate. Like if you've seen How to Train Your Dragon, or if you've seen mm-hmm. any of these other movies. Yeah, I mean, it is right. literally that is. Um, that's like the sort of Cambellian like... Um, Winning formula. CG, mm-hmm. CGI kid movie hero with a thousand faces, I guess. It's just sort of, that's kind of the yeah. arc of, of everything. So I was a little distracted by that, and it didn't really see that specific kind of parallel in it.
2: Um, right, I mean, it. You're you're absolutely right that this is a standard in kids' movies, because yeah. you're trying to get kids to understand, hey, you may be a little different, but you're okay too. And right. that's... You know where this was definitely going, but there are some other steps later on in the film mm. that make this, uh, you know, the, the coming out sort of thing, you know, dealing with your difference, very very clear to me. Mm. So it well, that's just me though. I mean, yeah. I I what I get out of it is probably going to be different from what anyone else gets out of oh, it. Yeah, it. I mean, as I mean, we I mean, always say, your mileage may vary.
3: Yeah, and and of course, and this is I mean, this is not my genre. So like, yeah, just don't even you know. Don't take my reaction to this as anything other than, (laughs) man, oh, man, this is just not Andy's genre. Yeah,
2: yeah, Uh, I get that. So shall we continue with the plot? Yep. Okay. so the next day, Norman finds out that Prendergast has died by being haunted via the school toilet. Which is a little skeevy and gross, if I do say so myself. I mean, what if Norman had been doing his business instead of hiding from the world or some such thing? Uncle Prendergast we could be dealing with a face full of poo instead of giving Norman a face full of boo. I would have got... Really? <laughs> I did that.
0: Really? I did. I will also say <laughs> that his uh, uncle does manipulate physical objects in this scene.
2: He does. Mentally,
0: not like, oh, yeah. you know, actually, grabbing I actually really like that. I thought that scene was a lot of fun. I don't know. Story. He kind of, you know, erupts out of that toilet. Yeah, that it does cause the toilet. Water kinda moves. overflowing yeah.
3: and actually like the rippling of the, the tiles, tiles off the wall was a lot of fun. And the that tiles cool. the paper. That whole scene was yeah. actually really good. There is a there were a lot of um like bitching about the plot aside, there are a lot of scenes in this movie that are legit maybe not scary. Scary man I guess maybe for kids they'd be scary. Yeah. For me, it's just like They're in a long tense. Like yeah. that's good. That's nice. That's that's good and creepy.
2: Like yeah, mm-hmm. well played. I,
3: I've seen grown-up horror movies that can't figure out how to do that. Well done. <laughs> right. Like fucking well done. Like in the the little sort of silent hill, like everything starts to like uh, sort of to to burn burn and
2: and all that kind of shit.
3: Like they, they grabbed that and they did it nicely and
2: and, God, it does look really good. And when there were a lot of nods to other horror movies in this film too. And when they, when they go there, it's always really nice. It always works really well. Mm -hmm. Uh, The people at Laika as evidenced by Coraline and maybe not the box trolls so much, but Kubo and the two strings, they know how to work those plot devices and they know how to work their scenes they're masters their their work is beautiful it always is
3: visually it always is really good it's always really (laughs) cohesive like i'm just all these little like film nerd moments like at the beginning when his um like there's this shot of like the zombie hand reaching out of his alarm clock and then Mm -hmm. his hand reaches out (laughs) almost you know and then and then slaps it and it's like very well done. You're yeah. like, okay, yeah. Just like yeah. they,
2: they know what they're I doing. I want that alarm
3: clock. I'm
2: just, so I, they just I kind of <laughs> And then him making his zombie faces in the mirror and the whole oh, deal yeah. with his hair, which was a needle. Yeah. It wasn't a plot device, but it was kind of cute. Yeah. Um. But, but the yeah. the way they the way they take and arrange their scenes, it's very very different from any other stop motion. Uh, well, well, it looks like a movie. Yeah.
3: Basically. I mean, that sounds like a kind of a dismissive shitty way to put it, but I mean, mm. it looks like a movie. Like if you've ever right. seen, um, you ever seen anything by any of the anime by Satoshi Kon, like perfect blue, or yeah. it's been a long time. Or since paprika I've seen blue, or, but yeah, you, you know, yeah. like those look very cinematic. I mean, they look like a movie mm-hmm. it, it's yeah. yes, it's anime and, and it is animated, sure. you know, in the cells mm-hmm. and all that. But like the, the way that things move perfect blue in particular, looks like a Hitchcock movie half the
2: time. Yeah. Um,
3: and, this doesn't look like a Hitchcock movie, but it
2: looks like a movie
3: movie. It's really, as opposed to say, very well done.
2: I mean, as opposed to say the the nightmare before Christmas, which while still amazing and still something I love has a different sort of visual quality to it. It's not like you're on a movie set. It's very much like we have to animate around a larger space so Mm -hmm. that we can get things done around it.
3: And that's its own thing. I almost think, um,
2: and the people at I did kind of split off. They were the people yeah. that worked on it. Well,
3: because didn't, didn't Henry Selleck direct Coraline?
2: Yes. Yeah.
3: So um, I think with Nightmare Before Christmas, the aesthetic of that almost comes out of like the old, um, I'm going to get them backwards. Is that the Rankin and Bass stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The old Christmas. Very dayables. much
2: like, yeah, Rankin and Bass. Um, yeah.
3: I think they were specifically looking to echo that. Which is why yeah, it, I doesn't, can see that. it doesn't look so much like a movie as mm-hmm. much as it looks like a really old-timey, wimey TV special yeah. with all these fun little twists and mm-hmm. shit. Oh, absolutely. Um,
2: artistic choices, yay. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: yes.
3: And no, they have made generally good ones
2: Yeah. Here. Yeah, um, Yeah. I, I have not yet had a problem with any of Leica's work. I even yeah. like the box trolls, which is just yeah. cute. I, I'm not a huge fan of the character design in this. That's, but um, It's odd. The character yeah. design in this movie is... I mean yes. other than Norman, who is actually the most normal looking physically out of all of them. Uh, Norman and Neil. Yeah. Um c- because the, the proportions of bodies are off yeah. and the portions yeah. of faces are off. And sometimes their brows are
0: literally bigger than their heads. sometimes. Yeah. Right. Well, or or their the or of,
2: their head is very your forehead is very low and flat. Or yeah. and in know, the case of
3: like Norman and Neil, they look the reason they look as close to normal as they do is because they're the characters that you're supposed to be identifying. With. Right. Right. And everybody else is slightly alien and drawn in these really, really broad brushstrokes, which kind of bums me out a little bit. But
2: Well, um, and I can kind of see why they did that. I mean, not only are you supposed to be identifying with Norman, but you're also probably supposed to come at this movie from this kind of, you know, I'm a kid and the rest of the world doesn't make sense to me kind of angle. Oh yeah. So I can see why the people are a little off. You're kind of viewing it through a kid's eyes.
3: Yeah. I mean, I can kind of see that. And I, in retrospect, I can kind of see that it kind of makes sense. It's just, that's like visually, that's not something that.
2: It is a little off.
3: Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. I was constantly kind of looking at things like, "Mm, I wish they would have done something slightly different, but like, right. You know, that's just me being fucking
2: curmudgeon. (laughs) So, you know, all right, uh, so where were we? Haunting toilet. Uh, so anyway, um, face full of boo. Plus, I mean, plus not only that. You wanted to wanted to say that again? Huh? I did. Face full of boo. But anyway, so yeah, we've got you know creepy Uncle Prendergast potentially seeing Norman's junk. Ew. Um uh, So Uncle Prendergast makes him promise to conduct a ritual contained in a particular book by sundown. With that promise, Prendergast's spirit is set free. So you've officially got. That portion of the hero's story where the person who's supposed to be teaching you dies and you're left on your own, like all Star Wars. Kind of literally so. The only, you know, but they got John Goodman. They did. And then he let left. him die.
0: <laughs> he is the. They total... could only
2: afford him for an hour. Right. <laughs> <He's> the... <laughs> they got John Goodman, but
0: they didn't have a lot of John Goodman.
2: So, uh, Pernodcast Spirit Set Free, Norman is scared to get the book out of the ghost's literal cold dead hands. But Grandma yeah. says it's okay to be scared as long as he doesn't let it change who he is. So Norman runs to get the book. Through the power of being yourself. Through the power of being yourself, exactly. I've
3: got to say the scene of him trying to get the book out uh, of his uncle's there,
2: hands. We're we're almost there. Okay. No, no, we're there. We're there. We're good. We can talk about getting the book
0: because (laughs) the tongue, the The tongue, tongue. the tongue. Ah, (laughs) No,
2: ew! It it goes very much back to that the veil moment. Ew, ew, ew! Get it off me! Get it off
0: me! Get it off me! Get it off me! His dead uncle licks his entire face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me rephrase. His dead uncle's corpse licks his entire face. Oh, that's better. Yeah. I'm just trying to be more correct. I mean, not better. Do, do, does
2: the human tongue loosen up after death? Lo- you know, enough to literally hang over a child's entire face? Because, I mean, not that I want to know this. It just seems physically improbable. <laughs> not that I want to know this, but I am developing a very specific sexual fetish. No, no, I am not. Thank you. No. <laughs> the corpse? Nope. Nuh-uh. Not gonna happen. I mean, possibly face
3: like I'm not saying like an actual (laughs)
2: corpse, I'm like it's a role play thing. Yes, just lay on top of me and hang your tongue out. No, yeah, Eh, maybe. No, (laughs) (laughs) I'll bet you, I'll bet you somewhere on the
3: internet, somebody's done it. Probably because rule 32 exists
0: 34, but good
3: try. Oh, damn it. Oh, god. Uh, No, no. No, no, no.
1: No, 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 no. no. Oh, we broke Andy. I don't know
2: either, but we broke Andy. I'm good. So, anyway, yeah, that corpse scene was hilarious. It was really
0: funny. I wasn't as well. I think I was. (laughs) Its whole goal was to be funny.
3: No, I know it was. I know it was. And, like, I liked this movie so much more when it was being creepy that I kind of wish
2: they had spent less time being funny. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I get that. But you're also, uh, like th- us, more used to the adult yeah. horror, And yeah. and
3: also, again, this is a kid's movie and I'm 42. So like a lot of the comedy in this movie is just like very broad strokes. And right. I'm just mm-hmm. kind of like not into that. And that's OK because I'm like a bit old for this movie. <laughs> right. I'm not trying to be hipster about it. I guess
2: I am. I don't know, But but I, I, I'm also the person that'll watch a kids' movie and say, Okay, this is definitely for kids, but I'm looking for the stuff that was written for adults. Yeah. Yeah. The the yeah. stuff that, okay, I have to bring my fucking nephew to this movie now. How is it gonna make me all interested and shit? You know, Thing you know, those are the things that I'm watching. It, it used to be like that with
3: me, except it was my except it was my fucking
2: yeah. boyfriend.
1: Well, <laughs>
3: fiance but but it's a guy who was like 10 years older than me and still like unironically watched that shit yeah he wanted to see the bill murray garfield
0: i watched that in the theater too but i was like barely out of my 20s i didn't watch it in theaters because it was the bill murray garfield (laughs) yeah like
3: I refused. I didn't. I did eventually give it to him on DVD. Like, here, watch this when I'm not home.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I totally unironically watch a bunch of kids' movies, but, like... Well, there's right. some, some
3: kids' stuff
2: I'm
0: cool with, I guess. certain Not the Bill Murray Garfield.
2: No. God.
3: At the time, <laughs> I
2: thought it was going to be good, okay? It really? lied to me. It lied so really? hard.
3: When has anything involving Garfield ever been good? The cartoon. I used,
2: be, I used to be a fan of the cartoon. I used to read the books all the time. But I was also a child at, mm. the, t- at the time, so... Same. Mm. Yeah, I mean, when you're a kid, Garfield is funny. As an adult,
3: not so much. No. I think Garfield minus Garfield is
0: funny.
2: Garfield minus Garfield now well, was is fucking hilarious. <laughs> or the
0: cryptid Garfield.
2: Cryptid Garfield? Please explain. Oh, my God. Oh, no. So, Yay. No, listen. We're learning like, new things. Um, <laughs> you're not talking about Lasagna Cat, are you? <laughs> uh,
0: that lasagna fun. Cat. Lasagna yeah. Cat is its own thing. I I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google it
3: well lasagna cat was a youtube channel
0: no this is a comic
3: where they would basically go and they would choose uh garfield strips and reenact them but (laughs) they found these guys at fatal farm they found a fucking creepiest ass looking garfield costume it looks it looks like it bears the same relation to garfield that tempest bled so bears to wanda sykes Ooh, like it's like wow Wow. that's like the great value garfield i'm learning things kids
1: (laughs)
2: That's great. Oh my god.
1: Okay,
3: so you got- Oh my
2: god, that's creepy and wrong, and I love it. All right, so here. They here, right, require lasagna. Oh,
3: yeah. Okay, so yeah, this is the this is the Garfield costume they got. Ooh, no! Right? Okay. <laughs> so they what got the fuck that. Is that. They bought that.
2: Dollar store. Like, Hell yeah, right? <laughs> so they
3: got that. And then they got so they built an Odie costume, and then oh, they no. dressed a dude up like John. And they like basically reenact certain Garfield strips.
2: I mean, hopefully not the ones where Garfield is kicking Odie off the table. No.
3: So that's what... Uh, Right. And they uh, just do these really, really um, understated uh, reenactments of Garfield uh, strips and then there's a uh, really, really terrible uh, laugh track.
1: Oh my god. But
3: then after that, there's a musical interlude. (laughs) Okay, uh, hang on. We're we're, we're gonna stop this for a second. I'm just gonna... (laughs)
0: somebody animated this
2: oh my god marvelous that's so amazing. like
0: john is sitting behind the tv this thing like whatever skitters up and then just stops and turns and
2: <laughs> that, okay john.
3: i, I am i am going you. to interrupt i'm, 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 <laughs> I'm going to interrupt like, our taping you need to see
2: this oh no um, please excuse us for a moment yeah i can even as we stop, take
3: a break i can just stop the yeah
2: we just watched fucking Bukaki with shampoo and garfield oh my god what the hell i've never heard of how have I, you guys never heard of lasagna i don't I internet don't well remember i don't oh my do god. that this was 10 years ago oh my god uh <laughs> although that one dude was filling out his whi- tidy whities very well actually uh, there it is oh fuck And there me. it is i know uh garfield and Bukaki things in my life didn't know i needed
0: shampoo cocky shampoo cocky
2: our show notes, <laughs> our show notes are what? gonna be bitching
0: oh my god
3: i just can't believe you've never heard of lasagna cat yeah Again, i don't know. i
0: don't
2: internet well remember i mean you ask me to find something and am like google foo is fine but i've never had anyone tell me oh my god you have to watch this thing where they make fun of garfield and the fucking shampoo cocky all over everybody until right now
0: <sighs> wow
3: at least you understand why I stopped the podcast to show you that, right? 100%. That's,
0: that's okay. good. Yeah,
2: Motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> continuing on. With Jesus. With the kids movie. With the kids movie, yes. The movie's for kids. This episode ain't.
0: There you um, go.
2: Norman goes to the graves of the five men and two women who were cursed by the witch and begins the ritual only to find that the book is just a book of fairy tales. The school bully, Alvin, uh, comes by because he was interrupted in his weird breakdancing shit um, and stops Norman from completing the story before sundown because he's a douche rocket. Uh, Because he is a douche rocket, a huge spooky storm resembling a witch forms in the air and summons the cursed as zombies. Alvin and Norman manage to run into Neil, Courtney, uh, Norman's sister, who is looking for Norman because he's in so much trouble, and Neil's brother, Mitch, who gets them all into town to escape the zombies, but his beloved van gets destroyed in the process? Yeah, that chase scene. Yeah. Um, first off, they're being chased by the cop through that whole thing, which is hilarious. It was kind of funny. <laughs> On her little fucking moped. It was a little yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean they've got they've got the zombies clinging to the van. It's very Scooby Doo, and this is where he's it's making that call. Scooby-Doo. This is where he's making that call to the to the smart girl. The smart girl, girl who, by the way, during the school play is like, I really fucking hate doing this. Why can't we actually be historically accurate? What the fuck are you doing to my life? Yeah. Um,
3: I did actually kind of like that because the, the the chick who was running the school play was literally just like, no, no, no. We just need people to buy postcards. Yeah, Keep with right. it. Come up. Yeah.
2: That was Alex Borstein, by the way. Yeah. The drama teacher was Alex Borstein. I believe it. So, uh, but yeah, she's like, you're calling me in the middle of the night. Because you can't fucking Google something. You're having this awesome supernatural adventure and you didn't invite me and you're calling me in the middle of the night anyway. What is your damage, Heather? (laughs) Jesus. I love her. She should have had a bigger part. Don't body shame her. God damn it. (laughs) A bigger role in the movie. How's that?
1: Fire, 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 Silence. Yeah.
0: Silence from that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, animated Mrs. Trunchbull, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, pretty, pretty much.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Norman realizes that the witch's grave was not in a cemetery, so he gets a little tip from the kind of friend in school who tells him to search at the town hall to see where she might be buried. In the meantime, we now have a full-on torches and pitchforks riot by the citizenry on our hands as they attempt to deal with the undead like morons. As the storm and the riot gets gets worse, Norman climbs the town hall tower and attempts to read from the book, but is struck by lightning and fall. He falls into the archives. Um, Are we going to talk
0: about the joke? We're going to talk about the joke. <laughs> Tell the joke. It's, it's you, when me. when when the sheriff discovers this uh, pitchfork and torch riot. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, and I don't know if maybe you missed it, that. Why are these people firing guns at the citizens? That's the police's job.
2: Yes. Right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. They're only shooting at the dead ones.
2: <laughs> yeah. Cause, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of pre-BLM, but it works. It worked real well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But. Mm, yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Keep in mind, kids. BLM was still pretty much BLM, pre-BLM. It was pre-BLM. Yeah. I
2: mean, people knew. Yeah. People knew. Yeah. Almost as
3: if that's been kind of a like, an ongoing thing. institutional bias for like 60, 75 fucking yeah, years. probably at
2: longer at least. At least. Yeah. Going on there. Yeah, and then there's, you know, you go in, there's Mitch, who's like the, the jock. He's like, I didn't know we were going to be doing this hard stuff. And Neil, who's trying to be so helpful, he's like, A is for asbestos page
0: 26 (laughs) (laughs) page one (laughs) page one okay we're off to a good start
2: (laughs) and then courtney is like you're making me read when i could be at home doing my nails essentially you've got the kids that are trying to fix things trapped in town hall the citizenry seeing oh the zombies went into town hall the kids don't know this yet and the kids are trying to get out because now town hall is on fire yeah. And they're like trying to get past the, the thing, the barricade that they set up themselves, but they need to get out instead of staying in. And you've yeah. got the actual people reaching through the walls and the windows trying to get them like in a zombie yeah. movie. That was amazing. It's so cute. Um,
0: but, but they didn't have both hands and both feet, like in the beginning. God, right. that was great. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Or the teeth. Or the teeth. Yeah. The, like right through the door. <laughs> but uh, uh, so, you know, and now he's in the basement and he's having this dream where he he now is learning about Aggie, the witch, who was not a grown up person, witch who didn't have the big nose with the wart and the hat and the whole thing. She was a little girl with powers just like his. And they killed her for it. Slightly different. I mean, she's obviously way
3: more powerful. She actually did eventually end up having like crazy ass fucking lightning powers and shit. She did. Norman didn't really get any of that.
2: Yeah, I mean, yet.
0: Yeah.
3: I wonder whose face she sat on. She got better powers.
0: (laughs) Now we're asking the real questions, kids. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Whose face do I have to sit on to get the better powers?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it wasn't a priest, that's for sure, because she's a girl. (laughs)
0: Um.
2: Oh, sorry. I know we went there. trying not to be... Did we go too far? We went too far. I
3: was trying to not be too over. Bitch, what's what's this
2: we? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Like, I was just sort of like... You started it. My brain is in a bad place. It's a thing. I mean... (laughs) With the face sitting, you kind of did. Anyway. All right. So... He has a dream where he learns that the witch was an ancestor, Agatha Aggie Prendergast, a medium just like him. Her innate powers were mistaken by the townspeople, not entirely incorrectly, as witchcraft, and she was sentenced to death. When he wakes, he recognizes the zombies as the town council who convicted Aggie. Uh, They want to correct their mistake, minimize the damage, and put her to rest. Norman then attempts to help the zombies escape, but gets cornered by the mob. Courtney, Alvin, Mitch, and Neil rally to his side, confronting the crowd and rage-shame them into understanding that what they're doing now is no better than the behavior that caused the curse to begin with. So, uh Zombie Judge Hopkins guides Normal and his family Nor Normal Norman and his family to a grave in the forest, but before they can reach the grave, Aggie goes all carry and separates Norman from the rest. Norman eventually finds her grave and starts talking to her, attempting to understand. She's pissed, but he stands his ground, sympathizing with her, letting her know that he feels just as misunderstood and outcast. I put periods when I meant commas, and it's messing me up entirely. Uh, He reminds her of happier times and her mother, and she calms, allowing him to put her to rest so that she can be with her mom. Uh, the storm goes away. The zombies fade. The, the town, it's, it says the town cleans up. It really doesn't. The town cleans itself up. Norman is regarded as a hero. And we end the film with the family watching horror movies together, accepting that grandma is in her normal spot on the couch and that Norman is just Norman. So the writer, as I noted here, uh, Chris Butler, had noticed that the zeitgeist of horror movies, particularly zombie movies, uh, contain large degrees of social commentary. And thought that he could use the same idea to help kids with the challenges of growing up, which is why we have this theme of don't judge other people.
3: Well, like I mean, yeah, horror movies are. I think at their best, horror movies have something going on underneath the surface that is not just like. I think I've said this many times. Like a good zombie movie is not just a movie with fucking zombies in it. It is a movie that is about something else, and the zombies are a stand-in for that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, That is the difference between a good zombie movie and a shitty zombie
0: movie. Um, you could have just said World War Z. It's fine.
3: I might have
2: been thinking it. <laughs>
0: I know. Yeah, yeah, we all um, thought about.
3: World so, War but Z. I mean, but it's also the same thing. For, I mean, anything, any movie monster, really. Like, it's this little thing called subtext. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if your movie doesn't have it, it's going to be fucking. I mean, it's not that it's going to be bad, but it's
0: not going to be as good as it could be.
3: Right. right. It's basically the difference between like something that you just put on for as background noise and something that you put on and pay attention to.
2: Yeah. And in this case, because we are talking about a movie that's for kids, yeah. that subtext isn't buried. It's pretty much right out there.
3: Mostly text. Yeah. Yeah. Which, and that's it's probably. Just a
0: slightly smaller font. Which yeah. is probably why it,
2: <laughs> why
3: it kind of like just kind of rebounded off me so much because I, I'm not a kid. I'm older now. Right. right. So like, right. you know, like I said, take my curmudgeonliness into account. Cause yeah, it sound like I'm just really cool, really cold on this movie, but this is not the level of storytelling that I'm used to getting. So I'm like being a real bitch about it.
2: I get it. <laughs> um, one of the things in in particular when talking about the theme, though, is the inclusion of Mitch. Mitch is explicitly gay, as of the end of the movie, um, because it, it seems minor that he just says to Courtney, "Oh, my boyfriend loves that movie. He loves rom coms. That whole thing." Um, but when you're talking about a kid, when you're talking about... Because we didn't need to talk about it through the rest of the movie. On some level, we didn't need to include it at all.
1: Yeah. But
2: when you're talking about the theme, a theme where it's don't judge people, you, it's not necessary, but it's good to
0: include it. Especially since Courtney was, you know, intensely thirsting after oh, the entire so movie. Nice. She, she was so really died. being creepy.
3: I guess, I don't know, I'm... I have a little difficulty seeing not that I can't see Mitch as gay, because you know, gay people look like whatever and they act like whatever.
1: But yeah.
3: the fact that he only really mentioned, oh by the way, I have a boyfriend, kind of as a punchline at the end. That I did have a little I bit didn't, of a problem. I
0: didn't really see it as a punchline because a lot of his character, um, especially in the, the town hall scenes, is mm-hmm. just he's kind of dumb and oblivious. Yeah. So he didn't realize that Courtney was hitting on him,
3: yeah, because yeah. he's dumb. And then, yeah, and then some of it seems to be that you realize, oh, he's not actually that dumb. He's just straight up not. They just have, he has yeah. no.
0: He's no. I not think I think the dumb was a, was a part of it. He had sure. no interest in her. Absolutely, right, obviously. But I think it was he didn't realize like what she was getting at.
2: Right. Yeah, because he's not smart. He is not a bright character at all. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. I can see your point in that it was treated as a joke. Oh, the gay person is the joke. Oh, well, she's never going to get him cuz It's he's
3: not gay. even that he was the joke. It's more that the reveal was the, reveal the, was joke, the joke and yeah. then there was her kind of reaction to it. Mm-hmm. It's not that it was it's not that it was bad. Uh it's not that I'm like, oh this is
2: wrong and offensive or anything, right. but like
3: yeah. I remember people made a really big deal out of the fact there's a gay character in this movie. And I'm like...
2: And it was because it was a kid's movie.
3: And I'm like, kind of, I guess, maybe. But it is literally, it is addressed really just in that one instant. Yeah. I mean, and it's and by it can the same, feel like it's treating a
0: gay as a, as a punchline. Punch yeah. By right. the same token, the Beauty and the Beast movie, there's literally one line where... Mm-hmm. Uh, the live-action uh, movie. Yeah, yeah where yeah. LeFou kind of like looks at Gaston and like... And- Pines... Yeah. <laughs> for one sentence, yeah. right, and, and people
2: blew the fuck up,
0: and yeah, yeah it, like uh, it got boycotted. It was a huge issue, yeah. and, and I think this even, movie, I think, dealt with it way better than that did. It was it was yeah. treated matter of factly.
2: Because one of yeah. the
3: How to Train Your Dragon movies, I think, had a it had, it had, it
0: had, the had same an thing. ambiguous character.
3: No, he, no, he no, was, he was gay. explicitly gay as, okay. of, as of the second one. Yeah. He was explicitly I never gay. saw the second one because I didn't think the first. I I, I don't get into these. You don't like right? It. That's fine. That's just not my thing. But I, I
2: remember him like being ambiguous in the first movie. And he was uh, yeah. right. But I, I, I can see both points. Yeah. I can see that even treating it as matter of factly as they did. Yeah. It was meant to be the joke because, oh, no. Now Courtney is left yeah. out in the cold because he's not interested. And people can kind of take that as, you know, seeing, oh no, being gay is a joke, but it's also just being treated matter of factly and his character is yeah. not bright. So yeah. I can see him saying, oh wait, no, I have a boyfriend here. blah blah, blah. Yeah. Let's go see a, you know, you and my boyfriend can go see rom-coms. I don't give a shit.
3: And it's not, I mean, it's not yeah. even that I'm like, feel like they made him being gay the joke. I think it's just the, that there, there's a, like a long cinematic tradition
2: of, yeah. of. Celluloid closets. Yeah, yeah,
3: that that when when you mention somebody's sexuality like that, it has to either be it has kind of has to be mm-hmm. a humorous reveal in that way. Yeah, like you see, you still see it in like Super Bowl commercials and all kinds of shit. Like, ha 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 ha. ha. He he likes to suck dick, right? Um, and it's again, like it's not the end of the world. It's not like I came out of this movie like, god damn it! It was like, right? I guess I didn't. Yeah. I think this movie like $1. Like freaking like Glad Awards and it stuff did not or whatever, win, but it
2: was nominated but for like, uh, Glad. By the way, for the audience who may not, may or may not know, Glad is yeah. Gay and Lesbian Advocates and Defenders. Right. Uh, but it did win a nomination for their Media
3: Award. And I don't know that. I, I guess from the greater from the the greater theme in it, um, vague though it is, because it's a kids' movie of like self acceptance and and yeah. and mm-hmm. and it's, and you know, book cover, et cetera, I guess. I can kind of see it on those grounds. But, like, I think just having the reveal of one character, having a boyfriend, I don't... Well,
0: I, I, I would feel I a little
3: nonplussed if it, if it had actually, like, that, that it got so much recognition on that front.
0: I don't think that that's necessarily the whole picture, though. Okay. but Because a large part of it, like, the reveal is a part of it, obviously, yes. Mm-hmm. But a large part of it is that he's not stereotypically gay. He's not mm-hmm. campy. He's not right. effeminate. He's not...
2: Right. He like, treats it matter. He's of not, fact
0: not fact like. a joke.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he he's a different type of joke. Well. But his yeah. being gay is not
0: right. the joke. So I think I think that's a large part of the picture too, where it's it's hmm. treated like, hey, this is just a guy. Mm-hmm. He just happens to be gay. Like yeah. sure they, they bring it up in a way that's kind of jokey. Yeah.
3: I mean it's it is definitely I mean the joke is not the fact that he's gay, the right. joke is in her expectations being dashed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's why you know the, and
2: that's why it's always been played as a, played as a joke. Yeah, essentially that's
3: one of one of the one of the far less problematic ways of making a joke out of it. Yeah, you know? uh, I mean, if, if it is problematic at all, I don't know. Kind of reminds me of like the the Alex Carris mm. character in Victor Victoria, who's like the big bodyguard, Yeah. and then like there's that big reveal when he's like. In Alex bed.
2: Karras, Also, another reason I knew I was knew bears in
3: in in bed with with freaking uh, Robert Preston drinking tea full, fully clad in pajamas. Right.
2: Um, uh, so like we and got that the, still made people
3: nuts. Yeah. Like Yeah.
2: Uh, but yeah, I, I, no. but I understand where you're
3: coming so from. Yeah, and it's not you know I'm not like trying to like beat up on the movie about it. That's just like something that I kind of that I kind of noticed and was like, well, you know, it's I, a standard I to, trope. Yeah, so it, I kind of yeah. wanted to get my get my dig in on that.
0: Sure.
2: Deal. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I wish that they would find other ways around it, but I think in this case, because they really didn't want to focus on him at all, you know, except as as that supporting character where all his, his job is to drive and be dumb. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, having this be treated a little jokey at the end, I'm okay with because it fits into that larger arc i think that's why the movie was nominated for the award because the entire thing is accepting that you're different and and being okay with who you are Uh, and not and being okay with who who other people are you know let's try not to judge other people kids because everybody's weird in their own weird way you know and i will always champion the weird kid
3: granted judging people is most of what
2: we do here. it kind of is <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah yeah we do yeah. we're horrible people a couple of other uh, quick nosy notes type of uh, things about this this film was nominated for an oscar for best animated feature for that year it did not win i can't remember what won that.
3: something year.
2: disney uh, it's 2012 <laughs> more than likely disney something course. disney um
3: it's almost, it almost
2: always is however one really cool thing that I found out about this uh, this movie was it was the first animated film to use a color 3D printer for character generation. Oh, yeah. So they saved themselves a whole shitload of time and energy sculpting. What one?
0: It was Rango. Really? (laughs) That wasn't Disney. Oh, my God. It was
2: Nickelodeon.
3: Rango was DreamWorks, I thought.
2: I thought Rango was Nickelodeon. I don't know. Might have been DreamWorks.
3: I've never seen it.
2: Rango is... Essentially, um,
3: Johnny Depp as a lizard.
2: What Johnny a Depp as a lizard, right? It's a western. It's fucking weird. It's <laughs> Come uh.
3: on. Pretty, I mean, you gotta give. It no, a, it was funny. That was pretty good. <laughs> why am laughing at it? Like I, I'm, I'm into. I'm, um, no, it was Nickelodeon. Fucking weird.
2: There you go. Yeah. So Nickelodeon has officially created an Oscar-winning work. Good to know. Rango. And, I and again, I didn't
0: even it, be bothered to watch it.
2: I tried watching it. I think I fell asleep in the middle and just didn't care. Um, no, so ratings, we good?
0: I think we oh, are
3: ahead. about ready to move on to ratings. How about you? <sighs> I don't have a rating. Do
0: you, think, do you have anything <laughs> to You don't have a rating? No, not uh, like. I know numbers, but I don't know funny. <laughs> t- I don't know. Let's if get it, where it I'm I'm
3: in. Yeah, I'll figure something out. Yeah, so, so, so Bob, so
0: you go. I will go
3: as <laughs> I always
2: go first. This is the way this works. Um, I love this movie, I do. It's fun. I mean it's not something that is your normal Standard horror movie fare But it is enjoyable It's something you Mm -hmm. can let your kids watch Because that's who it was made for Um, It's appropriately scary For a 10, 11, 12 year old
0: It's an excellent gay date movie It is actually (laughs) That's how I saw it in theaters
2: There you go but it, it's it's really well done i mean we did have some issues with the character design of some of the outside characters like mom's face was super weird
3: it was like asymmetrical and weird yeah and her forehead was brow. flat and yeah, tilted the weird slightly conical head on the dad and they did the kind of yeah it's, it's yeah just, i don't know that's not something i like much but obviously yeah
2: you know, but 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 again you're you're thinking about viewing those characters from a child's point of view and adults are weird to kids i'm sorry um, maybe not necessarily that weird, but it sh- certainly shifts the focus where it needs to be. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's probably scary for kids. It's enjoyable to me. It's, um, it, it is the kind of thing I'll watch cause I do watch kids movies. Mm-hmm. I do like Disney. I do enjoy that type of thing. So, uh, bringing horror into the mix, just Yes. You know, it's along those, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas lines. It's something I enjoy. Mm. I'll definitely watch. So, um, barring some some very minor things, I'm going to give this movie a 4.5 out of 5 horror movies with Grandma. How's that? that I don't
0: right? hate it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Andy, go ahead.
3: Uh, yeah, so I think I've made it pretty clear. Like, this ain't my kind of movie. And and it's okay. Um It's okay, like both for this movie to exist and for this to not be my kind of thing Mm -hmm. Um, for the kind of movie it is that I am almost genetically predisposed to not really getting into. It looks really good. Like they knew what they were doing. They know their visual references. They know how to make things properly creepy. Mm -hmm. Um, I really appreciated that just marvelous little scenes like when the zombies are closing in and one of them's got like their sort of clawed fingers scratching a little line on the wall Mm -hmm. just lovely lovely little bits of Nightmare on Elm Street right there Very, it's. I mean it's still child friendly but there's like it's kind of introducing your kids to like
2: dread but like recreational Mm -hmm. dread (laughs) (laughs) I I mean I enjoy recreational dread don't you? yeah
3: and And that's why we're here, right yeah. uh, for me, I could have done with a little less comedy because again, it's very broad comedy because it's aimed at kids, and I'm hmm. not a kid, yeah, there you go, yeah, but uh i I did uh, certainly enjoy looking at the movie even if I wasn't completely enthralled by by the story of it, so um, I'm still trying to think of a funny thing to say after my number uh, so um, faces full of boo, no. <laughs> No, he
0: said funny. Stop
3: trying to make it a thing. Never uh, going
0: to make fetch happen.
3: So for my, so I guess for my rating, I'm I'm going to give it um, just understanding that it is definitely a better than average entry in this kind of genre of mm-hmm. kids movie. For me, it didn't quite work as a whole, so uh, it gets two and a half out of five. Um, really funny things, which
2: I will think up later. <laughs>
0: Ah, the magic of audio editing.
2: Just make it really, like, obvious that you cut it in when you do that.
3: I really wasn't planning on cutting anything in, but
2: since you say that, now I might.
3: I might even just re-record me later saying funny things, which I will write later.
0: But, like, louder and with... Some background noise, right? so that's very obviously a cut in.
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs> later, I'll just Be like, yeah, two, out of, two and a half out of five, really funny things, which I'll write later, and then it'll just be like, I
0: didn't think of anything.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Go, Archie. <laughs> um, so I, despite having not talked a whole lot throughout this episode, um, I very much enjoy this movie. Uh, I was kind of excited when it was brought up because I have not watched it uh, since it came out, actually. Mm-hmm. Um. So this isn't something that I, that I go to for funsies. I don't know why. I just haven't. Hmm. But definitely enjoy the movie. Um, I actually really kind of like some of the weird character design. I, I don't know. I think it's the same thing with, with me and uh, Big Mouth where I'm like, I don't know what these designs right. are, but I enjoy it.
2: Oh, Hormone Monsters. <laughs> I love her. Big Mouth on Netflix. You need to watch it. Trust me. Do it.
0: There's an entire scene scene about a a small-ish child, like early teen, microwaving a specific kind of soup in a Ziploc bag so he can stuff it in a pillow and fuck it. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) yeah, a specific like brand and type of soup because he has discovered what feels best. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) (laughs) the the (laughs) hormone monster has a collection of pet dicks.
2: Oh, no, really, watch Big Mouth kids.
3: Yeah, I think I'm gonna
2: have to. You should.
0: <laughs> you really should. Um yeah, I like the I like the weird character design. I, I I dug the story. I dug I don't I don't necessarily agree that I see as much of a coming out story as you do, mm-hmm. but I can see that connection. Yeah. Um And like I said, when I saw this movie in theaters, I was on a date. Um which is weird because I usually don't do dates or movie theaters. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I generally recommend this movie, especially to people with kids, um, because Nightmare Before Christmas, while it's great, gets old after watching it a few hundred times. Yeah, And I understand that that's what parents have to endure, because mm-hmm. I know many parents who have the entirety of Finding Nemo memorized, right. because it's been playing on their TV for like four years. Mm-hmm. Frozen. Oh, Frozen man. Cars apparently is another big one. One
2: thing parents will be very ba- very glad about. This is not a musical. Yes, you don't have to deal with music and learning the words to music so you can sing along to music with your children. Or the
0: kids shouting the lyrics at you. Right? I'm actually not
3: opposed to musicals, although I am kind of no, I love to, musicals. I'm opposed
0: to kids musicals, I guess.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean it, it depends because I mean I again I'm a Disney fan. I like Disney right. cartoons. Yes. So you know and they're you know the musical movies they put out. Um, but I can also see how it would get very fucking old, super old, for four years listening <laughs> to the same fucking soundtrack over and over yes. again.
3: I mean, there's also, I mean, there's a certain level of sophistication that I kind of expect from musical writing,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and I think with Disney, it's getting less and less so because the mu- the music is being pitched to kids too. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I mean, Mary Poppins, like, those are just great songs.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid was... Um, you had Alan Menken mm-hmm. and Howard Ashman, the people behind yeah. Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. So that yeah. was really great. And then you continued to get... During that kind of renaissance for Disney, mm-hmm. you, you had like Elton John and, and Phil Collins. Phil Collins yes. was toward the end. We don't pay attention yeah. to the Tarzan soundtrack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm still bitter about that. I got convinced to go see
3: Tarzan. I'm so sorry. Because my man-child ex... Told me that the music was done by Peter Gabriel. <sighs> He's a liar. And then I sat down and I'm like, no, no, this is Phil Collins. You
1: <laughs> lie. You fucking
3: lie.
0: I was convinced to go see Tarzan because I was eleven.
3: Yeah. I waited for video. Uh I did eventually get to see a Disney movie that had a Peter Gabriel song in it, so it was okay.
2: Yeah. Which one was that? Wally. Oh, I liked Wally, yeah. Yeah. So Wally, I mean, when you're talking about you know kids' animation and um, how, how to treat it in a more adult fashion, well, that was a that was a uh, a Charlie Chaplin movie. It's a silent film. Pixar, yeah, really Pixar
3: good. is kind of in its own league when it comes yeah. to that kind of stuff. The Cars bullshit, notwithstanding. Uh,
2: yeah. And actually, most of their sequels have
3: I think gotten very much have gotten kind of boilerplate too. But um, I
2: really liked Incredibles two.
3: I didn't, I, it was okay. I, I guess mm. that's, that's that's sort of, it's kind of in the same league as this. I think there were a couple of parts of Incredibles 2 that I thought were genius. And then
2: there's Katherine fucking Keener playing a goddamn hypnotist again.
3: Sure, why not? Good, dude. She's genius. She, she's, <laughs> she's like, hmm, <laughs> hmm, I want a film role, but I don't really want to have to do anything different.
1: Scrape, 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 <laughs> scrape, <laughs> scrape, 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 <laughs> scrape.
3: Yes, Mrs. It's Keener, I would love to write you another role as a hypnotist. <laughs> that would be marvelous.
2: Oh my God, all right, continue with your rating, RC. I don't think you finished.
0: I didn't get to. Wow, how did you get that far (laughs) off field? I'm sorry. I've just been waiting. Like, it'll circle back, it's fine. How sorry (laughs) should I be about this?
2: You should be pretty sorry. Go ahead.
0: But the good news is, I was was basically at the end. So I'm going (laughs) to actually add my rating. Uh, I, I will give this a really solid four out of five, literally... Kissed ghost dog assholes.
2: Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, <my> ghost butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: That's not his face. Oh. <laughs> I like how he doesn't tell him what it is. Right. Like just let that well, just let the illusion go. I
3: think if he if they had gone any further. <laughs> yeah. They
0: would have jeopardized their peachy. <laughs> they probably would have, yeah. And gained a furry market.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how the furries would work with the actual body split into. That's, that's, it's furries. It's like, somebody's ooh. fetish. Oh, God it's damn it. You ruined everything. Fuck off. Oh my God.
0: I'm just telling you. Yeah. We know. I, I didn't go see Zootopia in, in theaters because yeah. of furries. Not no. because of children. Usually, it's because of children. Not okay. this one. Yeah.
2: No. <laughs> yeah. That, ooh, God damn it, internet. The yeah. idea of
3: this is, like, as much as I keep bringing up all of that kind of weird fetishes, I'm like, I really, like, I couldn't care less about furries. I have no but problem. seriously. With I mean, Except I'm for, like, kind of concerned about. But uh, The fucking, <sighs> uh, I mean, don't, like, paint your fursuit with the Confederate flag. Like that's No, no, no.
0: He had that commissioned. Like, that's not painted. Yeah, somebody made Whatever.
3: That. Yeah, that's just... Uh, fine you know, no it's yeah, not that but my problem my but my problem with those people isn't that they're furries it's that they're assholes there's a difference yeah uh i'm i, I won't say i'm fur friendly because i'm not friendly to anybody but like <laughs>
0: that's fair i, I mean,
3: am no less friendly I, to I'm, furries than i am i am
0: fur friendly meaning you're like hairy guys not fursuits
2: yeah i mean i'd probably try it with a dude in a fursuit i haven't done it yet Maybe it's a thing. Depends on the person I, I, I inside am, the fursuit, I, I guess. I am out.
0: <laughs> like, take the person inside the fursuit out of the fursuit, and then maybe, because that's just that's <sighs> just physical attraction. I don't know. But, but knowing that they're inside the fursuit, I don't know. I,
2: I mean, again, I guess I'm fur-friendly until I actually try it. I've not actually tried it. But then again, I had sex with a dude dressed up as an Azkaban Quidditch player. So... <laughs> I mean, there's not really much difference. And I
3: actually have a running tally of Santas that I've had sex with. At least one of them did not. Somebody get is wearing something seat.
2: hot and uncomfortable and they're boning me. It's yeah. fine. So, like, it's a thing, I guess. Like, I don't know. I, I never tried it, I guess. You know. Um, now that we've gone completely off the rails, <laughs> If you'd like to contact us, lay eggs in our brain, tell us to stop watching children's movies, you can email us at bob at You can catch us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash candycoatedrazorblades. You can catch us on our Patreon at patreon.com slash uh, where our Discord channel is also hosted. Hmm. Um, still on Twitter at at Candy Razor Bob. Again, not sure how long that's gonna last, uh, but please contact us and tell us what you think, maybe not about this episode. <laughs>
0: wow. All right. <laughs> wow. What, are they going to go back to the conjuring one? going to tell us what they think about that? Please tell us what you think about the conjuring,
2: because we will fight you.
0: Didn't okay, man? I'm RC. You can catch me at our Discord. I'm pretty regular. There's still not a whole lot of conversation. Thanks, Ben. Uh <laughs> But there is a little bit, so it is picking up. So feel free to come chat and talk about how much you dislike or really love furries. I guess more <laughs> kids' movies. Do that one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and while I got you here, thank you for listening. Uh, we like it when you listen. We love you unconditionally, and uh, we really like it uh, if you do the usual call to action things: like, subscribe, rate, if you share.
0: Less musical at this point. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, I don't even have anything funny to go on. on no,
0: Doesn't does have the sophistication to keep your attention.
1: <laughs> oh, I love you, RC. I
3: mean, I literally walked right into it, and you did. I, I, I have no one to blame but myself.
2: <laughs> okay. again like subscribe rate review share we will see you guys later Bye. Bye bye